Welcome to the Empowering Family Health Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Callahan, and today on the show we have Angeline Collins Driver. Now, this episode is a must listen to episode, and I really want you to share this out with your friends and family. Angeline is going to be talking to us today about suicide prevention. Now, Angeline is the founder of Ohana.ie, Ohana Zero Suicide, and Angeline's journey in suicide prevention really began six years ago and she's going to be telling us all about that in this episode and also of her own suicide attempt and the impact that that could have had if she had succeeded on uh, the impact on her family. And she's also going to be talking about services that are available for people and support who find themselves in a hopeless situation. And we are going to be also talking about Asking that question, are you suicidal? So we're going to be really talking about how to have a conversation and the training that is involved in the Ohana.ie online training, the free, this is a free training. It's only 20, 30 minutes free training. So we're going to be talking about all that and the content that's inside this program and how it can help you to possibly save somebody's life. So listen into this show it's really really important and vital that you do listen in and take the free training that Angeline has set up and provided for you so before we get into all of that do listen to this podcast to the end I will be giving you a free gift do like and subscribe so let's go over to Angeline to have our conversation Welcome to the Empowering Family Health Podcast, brought to you by your host, Joanne Callahan. In a world of disempowered and struggling families, it is my hope to bring you inspiration, information and support to take back control of your life and live an empowered, healthy and happy life. We will be interviewing parents, doctors, health experts and professionals in all areas of health and well-being and my aim is to transform you into the masters of your family's future. I am really excited to bring Angelina to you and Angelina I came across Angelina in um oh it was a it was a landmark seminar and um I was just intrigued by Angeline's generosity in the world and the work that she's doing and what she is up to and I just had to have her on my podcast so Angeline, I'm so delighted you agreed to come on to share your very special message. So you're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Brilliant, brilliant. Angeline, what I really was just awed by you so much is you set up uh, and you're the founder of ohana.ie. So tell everybody, first of all, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and then we'll go into ohana.ie and, and, and why you founded it and why you, where you seen a purpose in, in, in this um, it's suicide prevention. So, Right. Well, I started off uh, getting involved in suicide prevention when I was approached by Cycle Against Suicide about six years ago. They were coming to my hometown here, Stranoller, Balabafay, and they were looking for somebody to do a homestay coordinator. So I actually nominated a friend of mine and I said I would help her. So as it happened, she was quite happy to do it. But as it happened, 
life got in the way and close to the time that they were coming, um, something really, you know, bad happened in her family and Mm -hmm. she couldn't do it. So there was no choice, but I had to step in. I had recommended her and I had supported her and suddenly she couldn't do it. So it was like, I have to do it myself now. Mm-hmm. And I really got into that role. They, the team that were involved in Cyclic and Suicide really embraced me and gave me loads of tools and loads of support in getting, you know, like something like 300 homes mm-hmm. uh, for, for cyclists uh, to come to the town. And as a result of that, I continued on with Cyclic and Suicide for a few years as homestay coordinator becoming the um Ulster Ulster uh homestead <laughs> sorry the <laughs> year happens. what happens your bands kick on <laughs> and um on those events I would listen to the different speakers whether they were people that had been bereaved by suicide or somebody that had been suicidal and had you know got the support that they needed and were now gone past that and really living a full wholesome life what had come up for me really was something that I had suppressed for so so long it was so suppressed that I had forgotten almost about it and what it was that I had been sexually abused as a seven-year-old child by somebody um, locally, you know, a friend of the family, as I was thinking earlier, was like a, a sheep and wolf, or wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what to do with that at that time as a young child, you know, in the 60s. So I suppressed That's it. That's too much. It's too much for the mind to process, isn't it? I couldn't tell anybody, you know, it was like we were living in the country where we you know everybody had big families it was like we were surviving and we were happy and we loved there was plenty of love in the family but there was a lot of dysfunction as well there was a lot of drink and arguments and that type of thing so it's something you just I wasn't able to really I suppose put words on it for a starter who do you tell so I suppressed it but then when it came to my puberty and my teens and going out with boys it kind of came up again and again, you just don't know what to do with it. So I, I, at one stage, I attempted suicide. And I told nobody. I wasn't successful. And then I continued on again like it never happened. So a lot of my family wouldn't even know this. How but old when were I, you, Angeline? I was 14 at the time. 14? Yeah, yeah, I was 14. Yeah. Wow. That's but when I got involved and somebody said to me recently, it was no coincidence you got involved with suicide prevention. But when I did and I heard the amazing stories mm-hmm. and met parents who had lost somebody at 14, I used to think if if I had been successful, this would be my parents. They would have a void in their lives. I would have been I was the oldest in the family of, of two, five children, um, two brothers and two sisters. And it was like, I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I did. I had a fantastic life. It wasn't, you know, brilliant or exceptional, but it well, I, I really had some fantastic achievements. And my children, my I had two marriages, which were very, very happy days. And it was like, for somebody of 14 to make that decision, they don't even know what they're deciding and it's you know it is a decision it's not a choice because they don't know what the choice you know what choices they're making 
And I just, it's like something hits me so hard when I hear of a suicide. Like, there's always hope. But yeah. for somebody yeah. that takes their own life, they, they don't have hope. Hope is gone. And it's like they, they don't see any hope. And I really just took on that we have to do something. So I loved working with Cyclic and Suicide. I loved the, the whole energy around it. And it was signposting. It was letting people know that these supports were available. Because a lot of people didn't know what was in their own town. Because when you need it, you're not in a position, you're not able to go and ask for help. And when you don't need it, it was like, I don't want to go there. So this was really bringing it into people's homes because when the cyclists stayed in people's homes, they talked about it. All the organizations came to the different venues in the schools that we visited and they showed what was available. So it was like planting a seed. If you need this, this is where we are. So mm -hmm. if, yeah. you know what I mean? If the person that needs it doesn't want to do it, well, then a friend will be able to go and get help. So it was the most amazing time for letting people know. And then the organizations became so busy. They were just, you know, really. And, and in that four years, almost everybody in the whole country, I would say everybody knew it was okay not to feel okay. And it was absolutely okay to ask for help. That, yeah, because there is a very big stigma, isn't there? Like there's, you're you're weak or there's something wrong with you if you need to ask for help for something. And that's a massive, and especially with teenagers, because where teenagers are is um, they're, they're still developing and they're going through all this, you know, the body is still developing, but the brain is really only, um, you're learning a responsibility really only as a teenager. So it's very confusing. And what I really heard, Angeline, what I really picked up on, you said something, was uh, the parents of suicidal children or who have lost their child due to suicide. You got to see, Angeline, from a different place, from a parent's point of view, and what could have happened if you succeeded. And I can really hear how powerful that was for you because that is definitely not a thought that's in a teenager's mind or anybody who is, who is at that point in their life where they want to just end it. Um, that's what I could really hear. The ability to rest is the body's key to healing. Do you struggle with getting asleep at night time or staying asleep during the night and waking up the next morning feeling absolutely exhausted? My book, How to Get a Good Night's Sleep, is easy to understand. It's solution based and it's packed with research to help you take back control of your night's sleep. My book is available on Amazon and it's also available on howtogetagoodnightsleep.com. This book is also available in audio and ebook. So get your copy today and start having the best night's sleep ever that you've only ever dreamed of. So Angeline, tell us a bit more. You went on to um, be the founder of ohana.ie. Tell us, tell us where that came about. What happened there? What, what, where that came about really was somebody that I, I was, I'm always putting up um, positive quotes or, you know, something that's available, you know, whether it's, um, you know, just a new organization or just a, an inspirational quote or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I had put up one on, on Facebook one day about anxiety and somebody that I know really, really well just commented underneath. And I thought, 
oh, that's a wee bit strange. And I just rang them. And it was because I had this training done that I that the alarm bells kind of rang. And, yeah. and I spoke to them and they said, I'm suicidal. I've attempt, I wanted to attempt suicide. I was interrupted, but I am just, I don't want to be here anymore. And this was somebody I knew so well and would have been really good friends with a lot of people. And it was like, oh my goodness, if that had happened, we'd all be saying, how did we not see it? You know, how did we miss it? And why did we not know? And I was so grateful. And we got that person help straight away. And I got a text from him yesterday. And he said, Angeline, you and your Jerry came with me because it's good to have somebody with you in a case like this. Um, he said, Angeline, you and Jerry saved my life. I'm, I was suicidal. I'm in such a good place now. You have made my difference. And, the, and what the thing had, what had happened was COVID had set in and everything had stopped. Oh, yeah. The training, all the assist programs, all the counseling yes. services, all of that had stopped. Mm-hmm. There was none of it. It was not available. So I got on to, I work in the HSE and I got into, onto the HSE and they were very supportive. They said, you know, we are looking at pilot schemes to put on um, online and we supported them with that. We got people to do the schemes and it just takes time. And I was so urgent about this. I said, you know, we can't wait. We this don't have ha- time. It's happening now. It's like we have to get this. So I started researching myself and I found a training that was available in the UK with complete evidence based. A lot of people, it was oh, very professionally, very slick and contacted the people that had set it up on Facebook. Again, it was like, just send a private message and they came back immediately and they said, yes, we have it. You're welcome to it. All we care about is that it saves somebody's life because they had, you know, there were experts by experience as well as having the professionals on board. They had lost people to suicide. So we really got in action. There were 16 people that I had, you know, built up on a team and we all got together and we said, how are we going to do that? So between, you know, emails, meetings, um, money, and we couldn't ask people for money. I asked yeah. two as two people and they did support us but the rest of us we just got our money together we just you know one person said well I will give so much and and we were so lucky because um Zero Suicide Alliance they gave us the bulk of the money that's how generous they were with it It and tell us you raised money by did you sell something I think we were talking about it previously you sold something and Jerry had a pool table here it was absolutely gorgeous it was you know really expensive when we bought it it had we had it for about 12 years and it was still like new so I raffled it online and the support was amazing and we made uh, something like 1200 euro and that went straight into the the um the adaptation of this course Uh, and then the rest of the as I say there was a few of the 16 that were in a position to give some finances and uh, one very amazing (laughs) it's it's always somewhere to get the money huge contribution and we set it up and you know to make a long story short I checked the numbers today and 40,000 people have logged on to the training stop 40,000 in it we started we launched on the 9th of December last year 2020 
40,000 people, 40,000. Just over a month, just over a month. Oh my God. And is that here in Ireland or is that global? It's mainly in Ireland. There's a few people have shared their certificates um, from Pennsylvania, from Australia, from Quebec, um, uh, Perth in Australia and Sydney in Australia. There's different... What, what really, I suppose, happened was that the football teams, the soccer teams, the rugby teams were instrumental in getting this kicked off. And it was like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And they, they kept tagging and then they started doing it and started, you know, putting up their certificates. So it was like, um, I think this morning when I checked on Instagram, we had over 4,000 followers in a month. My God. So you were responsible, Angeline, <laughs> for making this happen and for providing this information. And it's only it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes long, this training. Yeah, it depends. It can, You know, it depends on how I tech savvy you are. It took me 35 minutes to actually do it. So I would say between 20 and 40. You know what the young ones are like? They yeah, they're quicker quicker and they could have it done in, in you know no time but I you know really the tools are so simple it's like really basic first aid for mental health so that you know similar to knowing if somebody falls off a ladder or falls off a horse that you don't move them you know if they've got a back injury until the services arrive you just stay with them it's so like what, just knowing that yeah and and so what I can hear so this training is say 30 minutes training like 30 minutes like that is not really much time to ask of somebody and and especially in this time you know just so much fear in the world and people just giving up hope I heard you talking about hope and like when you have a bit of hope you know there's a glimmer of hope there is a little bit of light there right and you know to, to spend 30 minutes equipping yourself with this information it's not like you need to go out and get a degree or anything like that it's just the basic tools the basic foundations to have you be competent enough to go and talk to somebody because is that isn't that where the biggest obstacle really is Angelina is that we don't know what to say to people exactly yeah one of the things that they really recommend is that you say to somebody that you feel is in crisis is are you feeling suicidal and you know a lot of people are not confident to say that because there's a myth that if you say that you might just make them think that or you know bring that idea to them there's evidence that that does not happen you won't bring the idea to them but by saying it you could save their lives yeah you're really putting that out there on the table yeah and if they say you know when when you when they actually even hear that it's like yeah I am or yes I have thought about it and then to go on to say this is really serious we need to get you help Have you done anything to hurt yourself? You know, if they've taken medication or something, you need to know that so that, you know, you can tell the 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 first the first first responders, you know, as much as you know. So it's like having that conversation and it's not always suicidal. You know, it doesn't have to be suicidal ideation. It could be just anxiety. It could be just a panic attack. So you'll be able to know from doing the training, you know, the words to say and the language to use. But saying something like you're not going to do something silly, to hear that from somebody that's feeling suicidal or feeling really down, that's like saying, well, you're silly. So, you know, I'm silly, so I'm not talking about this or I don't want to talk about this with you. Whereas if you are with them and be compassionate and empathetic and say, 
I know we can help you here. Let's talk about what we can do and make sure that if they are suicidal, that you don't leave them on their own, that you wait with them until the, the help comes. And we're not saying for one moment that we're professional and that you're not going to be professional by the time you have this 30 minute training done. But if you know that much, that could be enough to save their lives. Do you know something, Angeline? I mean, if somebody, you know, is having suicidal thoughts or whatever, you know, the closest people, you know, like living in a house or whatever, it's a family member, you know, so it could be your brother, your sister, it could be your father or mother or your granny or whatever. And they're the type of people that would need to have this information because so many people are suffering, you know, and there's different levels of suffering and we have different resilience levels, if you like. And uh, there's a lot of anxiety. There's an awful lot of depression and these panic attacks as well. And I've experienced pan- panic attacks and they are not nice. You feel, you feel like you're literally dying, like you really do. And um, it's so scary. So to be able to be, and I, what I hear, Angeline, is not making them wrong because we're make, you know, when we say you're not doing something silly now, are you? You're making them wrong straight away. And of course, what what do we do? We get defensive. So that doesn't help. So really, you need to be over there with the person and have an understanding of where they are at right now and say it's okay. We need to get your help, blah, blah, whatever else the training is. I haven't done the training yet, but I am going to go on and register and do that training. And um, because Angelina, I think the work that you are doing is just absolutely incredible and to have 40,000 people have registered what I find as well you can do it on your phone so I've done it 10 times at this point and it's like every time I do it I see something new in it you know it's like one of the things that I saw the last time was that when you know somebody might say but what about your family and what about your mother and father they're not thinking like that so you don't go into making them feel guilty It's like just concentrate on them. This is where I'm at and this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, don't bring in anybody else. Just stay with that. Be empathetic. Get into their shoes. Be with them. You know, really feel how their, you know, their world is right now. And the other thing sometimes you'll see, you know, people might say, oh, I felt like that before. No, you'll be grand. You know, And that's only because they don't know. They don't have the training what to say. And they're trying to be, you know, positive or they're trying, oh, sure, I had that. I felt like that there, you know. You'll be grand. Be grand. You know, come on down to the pub. And (laughs) you can't do it at the moment. But, you know, that's when you could. Because when we say, when we say things like that, it's denying the person of their feelings. And your feelings are giving you a message like if you're feeling something it's not wrong no matter what the feeling is it's not wrong you're feeling it for a reason and it's and it's it's um it's for you personally right um and denying to say ah you'd be grand like come on let's go for a walk you'd be grand is denying them of their feelings and that's going to get suppressed and it will come back up again so what I hear Angeline is empathy compassion like really being compassionate really being understanding putting your own concerns aside right like really being being with that person I can really hear that and that's so important and when they feel that they will feel support and you're staying with the mental health comes or whatever needs to happen and so I can really hear that and they're just some simple things and to have that training and to be equipped with those tools, giving you confidence to say what needs to be said the right way, giving that, that person, you know, giving them understanding, compassion, all that is so, so powerful. And I believe 
whether it's even suicidal or not, it could be just anxiety, well, not just, but like anxiety and depression is rampant at the moment. And to be equipped with those tools for those situations, you know, because you, you can be on a downward spiral if you're depressed, you know, and so really getting people help even at an early stage. So I love, 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 love the work that you're doing, Angeline. And I think not enough emphasis is put on this at the moment because the numbers are rising with teenagers, especially um, the numbers are rising. And during the winter season, the numbers are quite high as well. You know, every year they're, they're quite high. Um, you know, the dark evenings and it's very doom and gloom. The weather is crap and all this, you know, um, and that, you know, adds to it as well. But on top of that, COVID, uh, what we're going through now at the moment. And I think there's a lack of focus on this whole area. You know, there's a lot of mental health issues. And I think um, I think what you're doing, Angelina, is just absolutely incredible. You're a powerhouse to be able to put something like this together and to sell your pool table <laughs> or your snooker table <laughs> to make it happen. Like you, you just got loads of people together and everybody contributed something. So what's next, Angeline, for you? What's 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 next on, on, on the cards for you? Well, I think with um, what we have experienced in 2020, we've really seen that, the, you know, the most powerful, the people that were in the great jobs, um, had confidence, were, you know, this is my life and, you know, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to, you know, spend the money that I'm, the good money that I'm earning, um, have really realized how vulnerable and how fragile and how precious that life is and okay. that the moments that we have you know we really we we didn't appreciate you know we didn't appreciate that we could go fly from you know to, for me personally to Perth to see my daughter you know that's that has been taken away from me right now and it's like I don't know when I'm getting it back so you know the, the strongest people ever are now quite vulnerable so and on top of that then to to lose somebody maybe to covid to lose your job to lose your finances you know we we're all very vulnerable so it's like really being proactive in each community in my little community here if we can look out for each other and then in the next community if they can do the same so that you know, we can't blame the government for everything. They're dealing with something they've never dealt with before. Yeah. They're trying their best to make decisions and they're never going to be right because somebody's going to say, well, you shut it on this and shut mm-hmm. it on. But really, you know, to, you know, communities are fantastic. When something happens, it's like we all rally around. It's just amazing how we rally around. But if we can be proactive to somebody before they take that last step and that last, you know, lose their hope, and, and really be there for each other so that that doesn't happen. And that's, you know, we're, we're yeah. saving people before they come to that level. Yeah. Um, that's that's where I'm really standing, that every community in, in Ireland and beyond will, will do that. So yeah. what's next uh, for Ohana? What we're really looking at, and it won't be in the near future, it'll probably be, could take a year or so, is really the, the scenarios that are on the... Uh, the videos at the moment are for over 18s and it's recommended for over 18s but we 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 know and we realize that you know 14 11 even to 18 year olds are struggling with their mental health too in 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 a lot of situations so we're really looking at you know preparing something like that you know and scenarios with that age group because you know when they need to relate to 
And the, the dialogue doesn't have to be that different. You know, it's, the dialogue's probably very, very similar, but just having the younger people uh, in their scenarios, in their life, getting into their, their world, um, that's something that we're really, really hopeful that that will come on stream at some point. Mm-hmm. Again, it could be expensive, but you know what? The money will come from somewhere. Oh, I love your attitude. And and there was so much in what you said, Angeline. So, so much. I could hear you saying you were talking about the losses, all the losses, whether we're losing our job, you know, people dying, um, even normal deaths, whatever, you know, d- diseases, um, loads of losses at the moment. And with losses comes grief. And we have to go through a whole grieving process, you know, and that that could be, you know, the loss of being able to have freedom to travel like like yourself. Um, so that's definitely something that we're we're dealing with, I suppose, at the moment. And I could also hear gratitude in there, Angelina, as well. And when we um, come from a place of gratitude of what we do have, it really raises our energy and our vibration. And I think that's something from for myself anyway, personally, like I turn to gratitude whenever I'm feeling a bit low and it raises me up because we've so much to be grateful for. Like, And there is a lot of transition there's a lot of changes um happening as a result of what's going on so there is a lot to be grateful for as well and if we can bring ourselves into that place of gratitude it can really raise us up and also you mentioned um the community as well I really believe that communities are coming together again to help and support each other and I think um that is something that has definitely been missing over the years um I I always remember years ago growing up and able to go into my neighbor for a cup of sugar (laughs) and we don't do that anymore you know so I can really hear that. And the next steps now with Ahana as well and the, uh, developing it even more further. But um, Angeline, we're coming to the end. I could talk to you all day because the work that you're doing is just incredible and your inspiration and your drive. And um, your name is Driver as well. Angeline Collins Driver. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, brilliant. Tell, tell us um, tell us the website and also where people can find you if they want to talk to you further on, on, on this. Yeah, the website is ohana.ie. It's really, really simple to get into the training. You just, you, you know, you don't even have to worry about the www or anything, just ohana.ie. And it's and, free. And it's absolutely free. And as you say, it takes between 20 and 40 minutes max. And you get all the, the training there that you need, you know, for, for first aid. It's like, you know, first aid for mental health. And if you want to do it again, you can do it at any stage. If you want to take a break, if you're using the same uh, appliance, uh, you you know, you'll go back into it and it'll give you a choice to either uh, restart or continue. So you can, you know, you can take 10 minutes if you want, but it's so fast and it's so interesting that you actually have it finished. And then you get a certificate at the end as well, which is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Angeline, that's There your certificate online user-friendly you can stop and start whenever you want you can listen to it over and over and over again brilliant and I don't think that's a bad thing because um it really enhances and makes the information stick uh you know to listen to it over and over again so brilliant yeah. even if it's like three months down the road or whatever but I think this is vital information I think it's a necessity uh as part of our living skills if you like um for this day and age Angeline I want to really thank you for being with me today and sharing this absolutely vital information and the incredible work that you're doing I just want to really acknowledge you for that because um you know there's I don't know how many people would not be where they are as a result of providing this for people and families and it has an impact you know if you even just save one person as you said that has a ripple effect on families friends other people have heard the news 
so so much um ripple effect uh, and impact on, on on other people communities in the world so Angeline, thank you so much for being with me today and listen have an absolutely incredible fantastic day oh thank you so much and a shout out to my team because honestly they are working oh behind the scenes like 24 hours 24 7 i would say and just getting such a buzz from the feedback that they're getting from people it's just incredible I thank bet. you Joanne, so much thank you you're welcome listen bye-bye and take care thanks a million angeline thank you my free gift to you is my ebook improve your sleep improve your health if you are serious about your health you need good quality sleep dr william demont says you're not healthy unless your sleep is healthy. And for many of us, lack of sleep can cause us to be grumpy and not work at our best. But did you know that sleep deprivation can also have profound consequences on your physical and your mental health? In this ebook, you will discover why sleep is so important and how sleep benefits us. You'll also discover the mineral and vitamin deficiencies that's caused from stress, which we actually need to help us have a good night's sleep. You'll find out how sleep works and also circumstances or other illnesses that may interrupt your good quality of sleep during the nighttime and some sleep hygiene practices that will get you sleeping well tonight. So the link to download this free ebook is a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly forward slash free minus sleep minus ebook and i'll put that link in the show notes below so go there now and download your book and start sleeping well tonight thank you for joining us on the empowering family health podcast if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to the upcoming cast and remember to share with your friends so that they too can be empowered